Guys, so just before we start the podcast, we've got to do one very important thing. It's like a little legally binding audience contract. They do it every show, podcast, recording. So everyone, can you put your hands on your hearts, please? Hands on your hearts. You do have a heart, I'm sure. Did you just correct his side? It doesn't really matter. It's immaterial. Your, hand, your hand's up there. That's a shoulder. Okay. Well, we'll just... Uh, is there a doctor in? Are you a doctor? What, how... You you like to know? It, are you medically trained? Oh really? Where is where should I be putting my heart? Does that make sense to anyone? Towards the middle, to more, towards the middle, to the left. Is this good? Perfect. Right. Well, I'm perfect. Just rec- try and recreate what I have. Okay. And you're going to have to be listening and repeating. Right. So I'm going to say I'm Michael Hill because that's my name. Please say your own name. Here we go. I'm Michael Hill. Right, we're not all committing to this, are we? <laughs> like, seriously, guys, like, we mean, we're not going to start the show till this happens. I know some of you are thinking, this guy, Michael, is a little bit strange. I'm not sure if I want him having my full name, because then he'll find me on Facebook. Just give a fake surname. I'll find you anyway, Sam. It's happening, all right? Cool. Right, here we go. I want to get in that bath of you. Uh, to read, you can read aloud to me. It'll be fun. All right, here we go. I'm Michael Hill. Promise to be the best audience member I can be. I will laugh and clap. If I enjoy the show, I will subscribe to the podcast and tell many people. If I don't enjoy the show, I'll tell no one. But still subscribe to the podcast. Fucking sweet. We are going to triple our subscriptions tonight. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Give me a ooh. Give me a woo. Give me a boo. I'm doing my best. Come on, guys. We're in a bookshop. Let's loosen up. Okay, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the cast of Faking Lips, starting off with Chin T. Hi. Thank you. Um, everybody, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Ow. Oh, yeah, that's great. Where? Um, yeah, uh, hello. Uh, welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about the book that we have read. My name is Chinty and hello, Waterstone, Stockton Court Road. Yeah, yeah, you know, I heard that. Tottenham Court Road, Waterstones audiences are the best audiences in the world. Yeah, you're so much better than the audiences at the Trafalgar Square branch of Waterstones. Boo, Trafalgar Square, Waterstones. You and your pigeons. (laughs) Tottenham Court Road, Waterstones forever. All right, that's enough pandering to the locals. Uh... Let's let's get this show started. Who are you texting, mate? I'm not texting anyone. I'm getting rid of music cue ready. Let's go. Books, 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 books,
Burden. Um, I'm, an, I'm an art graduate from Edinburgh University. I'm wearing a black dress. Um, my hair is sort of light brown colour. Um, it's sort of slightly curly. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna um, keep going. Have I got? Have I got everything? Yep. I'm wearing white shoes. There's a live audience now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, hi. My name's Clive. I'm from Wollongong, Australia. <laughs> uh, I've just graduated from uh, the University of Life. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to get my kids back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Koenig, and welcome to the Brand Fakes podcast. This week on Brand Fakes, we'll be investigating the murder of Barbara Rudolph who divorced from her husband, Clive, just two years ago. And two weeks later, she was found dead. That's not true. Uh, it, it, is, it is true. The murder... Don't stop the podcast. Normally I have a dog who does the engineering, but she's useless. I, I've lost track now. Of, and now I'm doing an Australian accent. Uh, uh, I'll, get, I'll give up. I'll get, I'll get you. <laughs> Hello, uh, I'm Haran X, and I'm a professor of literature, and I like books so much that I use copies of War and Peace and Pride and Prejudice as shoes. I call them my rebook classics. <laughs> That's exactly the response I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael. I mean, you just saw me, so... Uh, Michael Hill, thank you. Yep, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you. That was, um, that was problematic. We've only got three microphones. <laughs> um, Thank you very much for joining me today on this very special occasion. I'm really excited about today. Um, it feels a bit weird to be doing this in front of an audience of people. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, a little prop mishap there. Uh, the hat just fell off, Clive, and that's a little treat for all the podcast listeners at home who can't see this. They can't hear you, Clive. They can't hear you. They have a microphone. It's to keep the flies <laughs> out of your eyes. This is going to be a treat to everybody who's listening at home. There were corks um, found at the murder scene <laughs> as well. All right, all right. Can I just say, Steve, I'm not happy about you hijacking my podcast. Um, we've gone over this before. You're you, hijacking my podcast. No, you are hijacking my podcast. I was asked by Rosie. For can, you, can, can, you, can you look? What, whose name is there? Wh whose name's on the board there? Steve Koenig. No. <laughs> no, it's Chin T. It's me. This is my podcast, Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this... Because I'm in a good mood, I'm going to allow you to stay on the podcast and investigate whatever, but don't forget who's boss, okay? Well, I'll let you stay on my podcast as well. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, um, I, this is always tough because how do you just dive into a book like The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown? <laughs> It's it's a it's look um, it's a very thick tome, um, and we've I, I mean some of the greatest minds of our generation have devoted their time and effort to uh, studying its many mysteries, um, and I don't know I don't feel 
I don't, I don't know how you start a conversation about the Da Vinci Code or even how you get into a book club conversation in front of a room full of people. So I'm just going to say, begin unscripted comedy banter now. <laughs> and let's dig into this, shall we? Uh, so this is the first question I have for all my panelists who've obviously read the book and yeah. digested it. Yeah. All right. So... Now, the Da Vinci Code involves a conspiracy to cover up the relationship between Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene and the fact that they had children. Sir Lee Teabing, his real name apparently, wishes to release the Sangreal documents to ruin the Vatican. Now, what would you have done? And what do you think would have happened? Anybody want to dive in there? Well, a similar thing's almost happened to me. Uh, I'm in a similar situation right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys heard at the beginning. I'm trying to get my kids back. <laughs> They've been taken away from me by my wife. And uh, I mean, it's almost like I never happened to them, you know? And I think Jesus was probably in the same situation in the Da Vinci Code because people tried to erase the fact that he had kids. And I had kids. <laughs> So, you know, I really sympathise with Jesus in this, in, in this, in this tale. In this, it's so true. So, wait, is your wife then Mary Magdalene or the Vatican in this situation? No, she's around. She was killed. No, no, she wasn't. She wasn't she was. killed. She fell on a barbecue. <laughs> she fell on a barbecue. I, I'm not sure if that's racist. Or I would not. say uh, she was. I would. I would say she was pushed. She was pushed onto a barbecue. Yeah, by by you. I didn't push her on onto a barbecue. Uh, well, I think you did. In this episode of the Brandflakes <laughs> podcast, I I talked to. Uh, this you, is slander. I talked to your kid Barnaby Rudolph. But you spoke. You found Barnaby. <laughs> He just lives in Kilburn, it's not difficult. Wait, where did you and find Barnaby? I'm doing a podcast. Stop interrupting my podcast. He's he my was son. at school, and I spoke to him, and he said, you definitely did it. All right, I'm going to stop right now. No, no, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to cut you off. That's, not only is it really poor form to accuse somebody of murder on the podcast, but it's also quite rude to... Where else are you meant to accuse people of murder these days? <laughs> Because of Tory cuts, the police don't investigate murders anymore, so it's just true crime podcasts. If there's a burglary, you've got to have a true crime podcast to investigate the burglary. I've never really thought about it that way. Insurance um, fraud. Okay, all right, Steve, like, look, like, we'll let you build your case bit by bit, but let, let Clive finish his Twelve thought. stories told through time. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want Clive to finish his thought. Um, yeah. How does this relate to like the book, I guess? Well, I became a PE teacher uh, <laughs> when I was uh, 21, when I first moved over. And uh, that's why I'm wearing shorts, because you're contractually ob obligated to wear shorts if you're an Australian PE teacher. And um, the Da Vinci Code, yeah, it's so red. And, and I think Jesus would have wanted it that way. Um, but, but, you know, he, he's also had kid. He had a kid and no one wants to talk about it. No, it's really uncomfortable because he's not, it, it, it's, it's free speech gone mad. That's what it is. <laughs> not sure that's what that is, but, uh, 
It is. Does anybody else want to weigh in here? Um, Please. So why are you on the podcast to get your kids back? How is, how is being on the podcast going to help? Did you win a competition? It's exposure. It's exposure. <laughs> Does that answer your question, Alice? I guess so. Do your, ki- do your kids listen? Do your kids listen to this podcast? My kids only listen to podcasts. <laughs> okay. I hear. I haven't seen them in a while. They're like RuneScape. <laughs> I've heard. I met my son on RuneScape once. Uh, that's a, that's a reference that everybody's bound to get, I'm sure. Uh, Parents, you know what RuneScape is? If you don't, it's too late. I don't, I don't know what it's too late for, but I already knew what it was. So I'm a better parent than you, even though I've never met my kids. Michael, you look like you had something you wanted to say to, uh, to Clive. I mean, j- just in, in regards to how he actually came on the podcast, was it some kind of Waterstones competition? Have a special yeah. guest? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> They, were, they had a guess the word competition. What was I, the word? Uh, avocado. It, it oh, already came up. You would have well got today. that, wouldn't you? You would have got that. Uh. And Bangladesh. Bangladesh was also another word. Would you have got that? Probably not. Yeah, that's so why I won. I'm very that's good why at he's it. here. What were the clues? You can't just guess words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was the competition. I mean, it is a bookshop. They like words here. This is your yeah. third time on the podcast. So pretty lucky that you got the two words. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say. I think it's pretty pretty suspicious, if I'm honest. (laughs) I don't, I don't have anything prepared for this (laughs) podcast. This is gonna, um, the third three microphone thing might be a problem. Um, Not everybody's gonna have a chance to speak. Aaron, there, obviously. (laughs) I'm just here for diversity reasons. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you still haven't really told me what you would have done if you had discovered the secret of Christ's having kids. Well, I would have I tweeted about it. No, you can keep that. I, I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm just saying, Clive, this is going to be really terrible for the people listening at home. Um, for the recording? Yes, exactly, exactly, for the recording. I, I forgot that we did that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have tweeted about it. Do you reckon... Maybe they would have tweeted. Maybe Robert Langdon, the Vatican. You think the, the Vet- Vet- Vatican would have tweeted? The Pope would have like um said something about addressing the the fact that Christ had kids. I'm sure he's verified. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Okay. Well, I think you should. I think it's your moral responsibility. Do you, how do you think that this would have ruined the Vatican, though? Like the fact that Christ had kids. They just would have had like infinity money, as opposed to like two times infinity money. Okay, all right. But, like, I don't have any infinity of money, so... Uh, you, you, I mean, I, I, I think, you see, like, I, I think personally... Oh, you see? There you go. It's funny because it's true. We've got a book here. I've just been handed a book that's called The Tweetable Pope. Uh, <laughs> available at all good bookstores, including this one. You can pick it up after the show. So I love this. A, the, the subtitle is How Francis Shapes the Catholic Church... 140 characters at a time. It's okay. Characters now. Can That's great. You see, this is the thing. I, I personally think that like, uh, yeah. uh, the, the Vatican was missing a trick with the uh, revelation that uh, Jesus had kids. I would have embraced that. I, like, Sir Lee T. Bing thinks that he can basically ruin the church by revealing this fact. 
if I was a Catholic church, if I was a Vatican, I would have embraced it. I would have rebranded. I would have been like, this Christ fucks. He really is. Come on. And then have him on a skateboard with a backwards cap. Catholic church. We're funky now. Funky guy for life. Jesus Christ, the original funky guy. There we go. No one's aware of the in-jokes of the podcast. Of course not. <laughs> it's not about the in-jokes. It's about me getting the funky guy message out there, though. Uh, old right. Funky guy. No, message. it's not all right. It's not. I don't know where you get that from, but it's not all right. I wish to say to everybody in the room, it's nothing to do with the alt-right. They're all looking at me very strange now, but thank you for like putting that out there. Um, let's move on to the next question. Can I, I just think. say that you seem to be sort of siding a lot with the, the Vatican Church here. Are you, no, I'm are just you unaware of the sort of pernicious things they've done? No. Well, yeah, obviously. It's <laughs> controversial, this podcast. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, of course. Like a uh, podcast about the Da Vinci Code was never go- not going to co- court contra- controversy. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm not, sympathi- I'm not sympathetic necessarily to the Vatican or their position. I'm just saying, saying how can you make the best of a bad situation? Mm. The bad situation being in this case that like Jesus Christ had sex. Mm. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? Why, why not? I say, Jesus, go for it. You, go, you do you. Sex positive, I like it, yeah. Very. What's wrong with, like, who wants to be sex negative? That's terrible. That's terrible. See, I, I would have revealed the secret to the, uh, the Pope directly, right? I would have knocked on his door, and I would have gone, knock, knock. Who's, th- okay, I'm the Pope, okay. So the Pope, <laughs> me as the Pope yeah. saying, knock, who, knock. Who's there? Uh, a pronoun in the accusative case. <laughs> a pronoun in the accusative case, who? No, whom? <laughs> Who's infallible now, bitch? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would have done. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That's, that's really, that was really shoehorned. You, yeah. You, 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 really, you really showed the Vatican who was boss in that situation. Um, let's move on to the next question. Um, okay, so question number two. Would this book have worked if Dan Brown had used another artist other than Leonardo da Vinci? What if he'd used Michelangelo or Donatello? Or any of the other turtles? Would it have worked if he'd used Master Splinter or Krang? Anybody want to respond to that? Um, well, I, I think Dan Brown really missed a trick. Um, he should have been really been writing about the biggest conspiracy in the art world, uh, which is why are the young British artists so popular? Um, it would be called the Da Mienhurst. Uh, code. Uh, um, so basically, the plot. My my idea for the plot would be Robert Langdon's running around London trying to figure out why these young British artists are so popular. Um, the first clue would be found on Damien Hirst's invisible. Sorry, Damien Hirst's um, dot paintings, and mm, it would be done yeah. in invisible ink. Obviously, Damien Hirst wouldn't know that anybody had tampered with his work because. He, he doesn't do his own work. <laughs> oh, burn! Coming for you, Damien Hurst. Oh, I'm coming for them all. Oh, okay, um, all right. So the clue, um, done in invisible ink, uh, leads Robert Langdon to a technician, an ex-technician of Damien Hurst. And then she gives him another clue, which then leads him to the, wait, the Rachel Whiteread exhibition at the Tate Britain. Um, again, the clue is done in invisible ink. Um, they're, they're very cooperative, these, these young British artists, aren't they? Because giving clues. Oh, no, stage. she's not giving the clue. Oh, okay. The clue is on one of her pieces of work. Uh, 
Uh, okay, I see, I see, okay. And the, uh. clue, the clue says, why is Rachel Whiteread still plaster casting boxes? Does she only have one idea? Uh, find out more and go to the White Cube Gallery. Um, <laughs> and then they have to go to the White Cube Gallery where there's a Tracy Emin exhibit going on. Um, inside, there's Tracy Emin's famous tent. Um, and Robert Langdon goes inside and notices that one of the patches in the tent has been tampered with and it's sewn on. And he pulls it off and he holds it to the light and it just says, Charles Saatchi is a member of the Illuminati. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Nice. This seems to me nice. not so much a, uh, a conspiracy to reveal that Charles Saatchi is a member of the Illuminati, but it seems more of a conspiracy to actually get you to attend more gallery visits and actually support their art more. Maybe, but like... It'd be quite easy to get funding for this book. Yeah, maybe I could get Arts Council funding. Does anyone need a battery? (laughs) Just found some batteries and I thought we should just... This is a good time in the Don't throw them out into the audience. I cannot stress (laughs) enough. Do not throw them out into the audience. No, don't, don't, don't do that. I'm a PE teacher by trade, mate. (laughs) I'm not sure what that means in terms of your battery. You don't throwing. think I can throw them, do you? No, I know you can throw them. I, I just don't want you to endanger the um, audience here. He's tonight. trying to cover up evidence. The battery is a key to the murder of his wife. <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, Steve. You could say like, he'd be charged with battery. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm, that's why I'm here. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, anybody want to respond to uh, Alice's theory there about how she would have made it the young British artist as opposed to Leonardo da Vinci. I, don't, I mean, I don't think that sounds like a very compelling book, really. It's just a person visiting a lot of art museums. That's not very Sorry, what was that? It's not very commercial. Oh, ironic considering it's the young British artist. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Art humour. Art humour. I get art. I understand art. Commercial. There we go. Oh, good. What about the Gra- the Grayson Perry code? That would have been good. People watch his TV shows. <laughs> Tell me more. Grayson Perry makes pots with p- pictures of uh, working class people on them. And then um, they make a TV show and they play moving music at the end to make you think it was good. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, Clive. It, it, he puts photos on a... I'm not going to go into this because this is... He, he puts Frodo's. Yeah, he puts Freddo's on a... <laughs> he puts Freddo's, the 10p chocolate... Is it 10p now? No, the 25. How, excuse me. I'm talking. <laughs> how, how much is a Freddo? Thir- oh, my God. 30p for a Freddo. <laughs> so what does he do with these Freddo's? Uh, he puts them on the jar and then the, you do a Da Vinci code on it. <laughs> Why well, doing a Da Vinci code? What? Is that a euphemism. What's yeah, what's that a euphemism for? Oh, yeah, you know. You get around. <laughs> <laughs> you do a Da Vinci code eventually. <laughs> Mate, you've done a Da Vinci code. <laughs> he likes Freddo's. He's done a Da Vinci code. Rest my case. Yeah. Someone else say something. <laughs> Okay, all right. So, um, anybody else want to add anything to that point? Or do you have any ideas of like um, what artists you would have used instead I, of Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci? I, I think it's got to be Da Vinci uh, because he was was the the inventor compared to Donatello or any, any of the other guys. He had the had the best weapons in terms of turtles, but also he was he was the creative 
it's, artist in it's terms true. of he was the kind of guy you could imagine to have a code. It's a bit of a character and as to well. crack a code. It's, it's a bit of a slam on the rest of the turtles that he was the creative one. <laughs> well, I mean, I was talking about artists. the actual Leonardo da Vinci, the guy from the the book, right? That's what we're doing, uh, yeah. as well yeah, yeah, as yeah, the yeah. turtle. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I think because Da Vinci had created so many different things, it has like quite a wide effect. I mean, I, I I haven't read the book in a while, so I decided I did the bad thing and I decided to get a movie, the movie version. All right, yeah. Of yeah, the of uh, sometimes you got to save book. time. Sometimes just to just to watch it. And uh, last night I went to the video shop, picked it up, and I really I picked up the wrong. I picked up the the adult version <laughs> of the movie. The uh, Da Vinci Chode, uh, <laughs> as it was, and uh, for those of you who don't know, a Chode is a... Uh, no, we don't have to really go into detail. Um, I'm sure people can... Girthier than it is long, and, and for a while no, no, I was, like, people I was watching this movie for quite a lot longer than... I, and I, I, I was thinking, is this actually in the book? And the reason I was so compelled by it is because that's the kind of thing Leonardo Da Vinci would have written about. Okay, yeah. He would have been obsessed with that. It's true. I mean... <laughs> No, it's hard to and argue from my that. research, it is possible. Uh, I just wanted to bring up one bit, a quote from the book, uh, The Da Vinci Code itself, which it describes Leonardo as being a flamboyant homosexual. And um, the artist was as well, apparently. Uh, not just the turtle. Um, <laughs> but like, this is, I don't know if that's necessarily accurate. I mean, it, it makes him sound like a very interesting character, this amazing artist slash inventor. And he was back in those days just like having like um, his homosexual flings and he didn't care and he also knew Jesus secrets That's yeah. that, on top of all that stuff as if he wasn't multitasking enough already he knew Jesus secrets and he just decided I'm just going to put them in my paintings yeah I mean I would I would wouldn't really recommend the movie if anyone is looking but the the sequel was pretty good did, did the movie also have a lot about the secret? There's uh, angels and semens. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Wow, okay. All right. Unnecessary. Uh, uh, it was there. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to inquire any further into this, um, this, uh, this movie. I'm going to cut it short there. Um, but interesting points made by all. I'm not sure if I would have read the young the Tracy Emin code or the Grayson Perry code. Da, da me and Hurst code. Right, that's right. The da, me and... Hursk code. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> yes. As as the lady in front um uh, pu- uh pu- points out, not particularly commercial. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a torture. It's about one of the world's richest artists. How is it not commercial? Uh, I mean, mainly the tortured. I guess the tortured pun at the beginning of the title uh, might be. I, <laughs> Why don't we get her on the podcast? She's good. Wow. I think. That's the You're fir- a writer. That's the first time anybody on this podcast has been accused of being too smart. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Um, thank you very much for your uh, your notes there, Alice, and thank you very much for everybody else. <laughs> um, this is the third question. Moving on. Um, Jacques Saunier, uh, the museum curate- curator of Saunier. Louvre and the secret grand master of the Priory of Sion, is shot by Priory Silas Sion. the Albino. Albino. which provides the inciting incident for the novel. Desperate to pass on his secret with only minutes to live, he paints a pentacle on his stomach with his own blood, draws a circle with his blood, and drags himself to the center of the circle, yep. recreating the position of Da Vinci's Vitruvian man. Yep. He also leaves a code, a line of numbers, yep. and two lines of text on the ground in invisible ink. Yep. 
Yeah, he does. Were there any more clues you could have left Robert Langdon to decipher? I, I, I don't think that's enough for a true crime podcast. <laughs> you could get through episode one with that, maybe. <laughs> he needs some sort of phone record thing. I don't know. Uh, who, who's listened to the podcast? My wife did. Now, which, which podcast is this that your wife did? Serial, the Serial podcast. Ah, okay. So your, your wife is Sarah Koenig. From Sarah the Koenig. And um, where's she? <laughs> she's, uh, well, um, she's still alive for one thing. Well, she's not, she's not here. She's not here right now. She's not here. She's very busy in America. She does, uh, she's quite successful. She's going out with the lead singer of Vampire Weekend as well, let's say. <laughs> Only likes men of the same surname. Uh, as her. <laughs> anyway, I think his story checks out, Clive. I think his story checks out. But um, carry on, Steve. I, I think uh, perhaps he could have had about five more clues. And then he could have stretched that to another episode. Okay. So perhaps no he could have... I, I don't understand why he's doing it all. I mean, he just should just write it. Maybe he should write a book, for example, and describe everything in the book. It's true. And then it's true. Why didn't he just, just write that yeah. book? Why didn't he just write in his dying moments, I was killed by Silas the Albino, instead of recreating the Truvian man, for example? Yeah. Yeah. And why didn't Silas the Albino just stick around to then scrub up all of the clothes he's doing? <laughs> why is he killing him and then immediately leaving him? Well, well usually <laughs> when you kill somebody, Steve, you don't tend to hang around. I'm just saying, like, it's not well, a good he, clearly, idea. Well, clearly there's clearly no one coming to stop him if the guy had time to do all of, all of this. That's a very good point. That's a well, very good point. Actually, the police, didn't they erase some of the, the clues? I'm mean, trampling all over it. Interestingly, they did that in your case as well. That they, <laughs> they thought your wife's body were shrimps on the barbie. But <laughs> it, do, we, do we have... That's do racist, mate. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Do we actually know for a fact that Clive's wife is actually dead? Because this is the first I'm hearing about it. He certainly didn't mention to it. She's to definitely anyone. not dead, everyone. <laughs> She's just not here right now. We're not together anymore. Okay. I don't know if you picked that up. From the way she won't let me see my kids. Okay. All right. Uh, Steve, can I just have a word with you? He definitely seems a bit guilty, doesn't he? A bit defensive. He seems very guilty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If this what are you saying over there? I can't hear you. Is that, I don't know. Maybe we should just like uh, carry on this like, um, from questioning, like, but subtly. Play it subtle, okay? Try and trip him up in his own testimony, if you know what I mean. I wonder what they're saying. I don't know, how, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so quiet. D did you kill your wife? Okay. <laughs> what? Did you kill your wife? Oh, uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. Oh. Mm, okay, all right. I might have yeah. to get another podcast idea then. Has anyone else committed any crimes? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. You're giving up already. <laughs> you didn't even give you a proper no or yes, and you think, okay, podcast's over. Well, my wife never solved her podcast, so I don't know why I should have to solve mine. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Go back to my Old Games podcast about fitness. That's, yes, that's another um, little reference to people who listen to the show. Um, apparently, not many of them in tonight. So, um, Okay, anybody else wants to respond to um, Steve's notes then about like uh, the clues of the division? Yeah, um, I would have left another clue. And as you know, as you die, you get rigor mortis and you become kind of erect. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Aaron, no. Sorry, come it's on. a medical fact. It's a medical fact, right? I would have taken a kind of 700. Don't use science to <laughs> justify what you're about to say. Well, you're a doctor, right? You get rigor mortis <laughs> when you die, right? Right, I would have taken a 700. Sorry, 
Right. I would <laughs> don't enable him. He's a disgusting man. He's a disgusting I'm very sorry, man. But no, it's just science, what right? What about I you, taken, mate? Uh, I would have taken a 700 lumen light and put it down his urethra, and then when he gets sort of rigor mortis, it's a kind of penile bat signal. But why would I? That's what I would have done. Sorry, sorry. What would have that been a clue of? Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what would have that led Robert Lindsay to? <laughs> um, Robert, Robert Langdon, Lindsay. not wait, Robert wait, Lindsay. From my family, Robert Lindsay. <laughs> that's who's the Robert yeah, Lindsay? What, what, what would that have led Robert Lindsay to? What is he up to, to the, these days? I mean, my family's been off the air for years yeah, now. Yeah, Maybe yeah, this is uh, something he'd get his teeth into, you know? Just like penile back signals, was that? Exactly, yeah. Um, the science proves that, that's all I can say. <laughs> no, no, my question is, what's the clue? Huh? He's just got a light up penis. A raging clue, yes. The the clue, a bit, I don't know. Jesus had coitus with Mary Magdalene. That would be Magdalene. Yeah, it's quite hard to write, but no, it's Magdalene. It's Magdalene. Magdalene College, Oxford. Yeah, so it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, There we go. She's she's a doctor. She's a doctor. That's the college. That's the college. Not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I know her. She's a vet. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh okay. that was uh, <laughs> that was brutal. I would like to apologise to anybody who's a vet out there. Apparently, you're not a real doctor. Uh, sorry, deal with it. Yes, exactly. Um, um, I I don't know, Haran. That seems really questionable. I I I was hoping you wouldn't like make any comments about romancing the dead, <laughs> but um. Apparently, yeah, you couldn't help yourself. That's fine. Anybody else want to like put some clues in there somewhere? Yeah, I just want to say, Harren, we did discuss before the podcast that you weren't going to say anything like that. And we said to you, this is a live show, Harren. You're going to be sensible, aren't you? And you said, yes, 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 I'll be sensible. I think you're just no-platforming me. This is what happened. So, uh, you're for free speech, aren't you? Everyone vote for no-platforming Harren. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I, I vote, I vote. And you know what? I get the deciding vote because my name's on the fucking podcasts. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, by the way, that was the, uh, I think that was the first swear, wasn't it, on the uh, episode? No, you swore before. earlier and everyone was very unhappy about it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a fulfillment of a dream to be able to swear in the book. I never swear on brand flakes. Of course not, of or course the, not. Or the aborted abortion podcast that I do. No, oh God. <laughs> I was hoping we wouldn't refer Tell to that. Tell us more about that podcast, Dan. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't, we, we don't have time to talk about that, but if if anybody wants to <laughs> learn more about that podcast, you can listen to the episode in which we cover, I believe, it's Twilights. So check that out. Yeah, that's yeah, my... Yeah, it won't be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, moving on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I know he has any clues that, don't, that aren't offensive to anybody. Um, so question four. Now, were you satisfied or disappointed by the reveal that the secret of the Da Vinci Code was actually all about Jesus's sex secrets. Um, I'm glad you asked that, actually, because uh, it's not actually about Jesus's sex secrets. And I actually prepared an eight-minute presentation because I predicted <laughs> you can answer that question. So, uh, do you want me to, to talk about that? This has completely caught, caught me off guard, but yes. Okay, proceed. fine. Yeah, I'll do that. It's so an good. unscripted banter presentation. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're nothing but not spontaneous. I'm not in the way. I sh- guess fine. I should move my, myself out of the way. Sorry, this is going to be great for everybody listening at home, by the way. An eight-minute presentation that you can't see. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Are we ready? Can you Are we see? ready? Can you people see? All right, I mean, um, well, I mean the, the Da Vinci Code, right, is sort of ostensibly about uh, Josh Milboy, PE teacher. Uh, 
<laughs> it was Clive, but yes. <laughs> Clive, I don't know why I called you that. God. Um, the Da Vinci Code, right, is ostensibly about cryptology, right? And I've actually got some sort of book-based codes for you to decipher today. This is relevant. Shut up, Chin. Okay, does anybody know what a book that is? Any guesses? Oh, oh, I think you heard it there. Maltese Falcon, correct. Whee! <laughs> Here, you've won a penguin. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hit somebody with a penguin? I'm really sorry, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's try not to get sued. Uh, okay. okay. Sorry, there's a lot of spray for you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, bye, bye. Next book. Any, any guesses? Nope, this is the Sorrow. Yes! Oh my god! Brilliant! Sorry, that was the, um, the answer was The Sorrows of Young Werther. <laughs> I don't get that reference, Harren. I, I don't think that's a book anybody has heard of. Uh, it's a German book. Okay, um, next one. <laughs> this is uh, Kant's Critique of Pure Reason. <laughs> yeah! I got a lot of Harren, Harren, Harren. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what is this? What does this have to do with the book? Break. These are all fucking code breaking. All right, great. This one's for you, Chin. This one's for you, Chin. It's more of a film. It's more of... Yes, Fredo got fingered. That has nothing to do with the Da Vinci it Code. Does. It does, because uh, Clive mentioned Fredo's earlier. So, uh, <laughs> What did we say? <laughs> But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Da Vinci Code. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, back on track. Huh? Well done, you can read as a doctor. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Right, now, as uh, Chin mentioned, right, uh, this, is, this is a book ostensibly about relationship between Jesus and Mary Maudlin, right? But as you know... Magdalene. Magdalene. No, Maudlin. But books, right, are not often what they seem, right? They're, they're kind of, sort of often sort of deeper than they seem. For instance... You might think that this is Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but in fact, it's actually 26,676 Leagues Under the Sea. What does this have to do with the book, yeah, Harold? It's, it's, it's about properties of light, as I was talking about earlier, coming out of a penis. Uh, but anyway, right, the Dimitri Code, right, it talks about myths, right? And a famous myth is the myth of Sisyphus. And the opposite of Sisyphus is, of course, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Right, now, Indiana Jones, right, in Crusaders of the Last Ark, he takes the last Ark, and then and he drinks the Holy Grail, right, and he goes back in time. He goes back in time, right? He goes back in time, and he has sex with Mary Maudlin. Right, and so this is my thesis, right? You're, you're looking at me and going, this is a thesis, right? So he goes back in time. Why would he go back in time? to have sex or have coitus with Mary Maudlin and in doing so, sets up a bloodline, eventually begetting the mathematical genius Alan Turing. <laughs> Alan Turing then goes on to break the Enigma Code and defeat the Nazis. Good. Now I know you're thinking, well, where are the evidence are? Where are the evidence are, right? <laughs> so I've actually got four lots of evidence for you, okay? So um, exhibit one, uh, does, anybody <laughs> <laughs> does anybody know what that is? No, yeah, I know the rapper. <laughs> well done. <laughs> that thing. It's a cryptex, right? And I think it looks quite eerily similar to an Enigma machine. Yes, good. Enigma machine, that's the one. Exhibit two, right? 
this is the Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci. Like Leonardo da Vinci knew that Indiana Jones went back in time and had sex with Mary Magdalene, right? <laughs> now this is a fairly innocuous looking picture, but zoom in. Oh, zoom in, enhance, enhance, enhance. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci was a genius. Good. Right now, if you've read the book, right, at the start, right, Saunier dies and he leaves this message. He leaves this code to be decoded. O draconian devil, O lame sate. Now, an anagram of that is Leonardo da Vinci, the Mona Lisa. Fair enough. But there's more than one permutation here, isn't there? It also stands for core. Indiana loved anal times. <laughs> Ho! <laughs> cool, Indiana loved anal times, ho! Uh, but you also loved vaginal times because that's how you procreate, right? So what I am, this is right, okay? So there he is in a doggy style and having procreative sex with Mary Magdalene, right? In the canine style, okay? But what happens, right, if you were to have coitus in the missionary position and missionary, Christianity, it's all linked, and then a boulder comes and hits them, right? I think it'll look a bit like this. <laughs> which looks a lot like the Vitruvian man and I rest my case <laughs> good good any questions no good <laughs> thank you very much Haran um I'm everything's falling apart um I'm not sure if anybody has anything they can add to that, and I'm certainly not the listeners at home who would have been listening to that and be absolutely confused as to what was if going on. If you're on. at home, it was a bunch of obscene pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anybody want to um, have anything to say uh, to add to that? Yeah, it was pretty good, mate. Uh, <laughs> at least a B. Give you a B. Um, I like don't, the don't you want any grain on P? Yeah, we all always grade on PE. Everyone. It was pretty static. He just stood over there. Every, yeah, but he's he has good posture. He has good posture. He does have a good posture. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we have to say. Um, <laughs> he had very good... I was watching it. I don't know if you were watching him. You might have been watching the actual show. Um, I try not to do that. I think it distracts from the posture viewing. <laughs> so, well done. Yes, well done, Aaron, for your posture. Um, I mean, in, in for the Da Vinci Code, of course. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I mean, I, I have to say, Aaron, um, it strikes me that uh, a lot of the actual clues you're kind of unearthing there, um, I'm not sure where you... I think it's a bit tenuous. I'm not sure how the Fredo stuff really fi figured into it. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot at the beginning of your slideshow they didn't have anything to do with the Da Vinci what, yeah, Code. Yeah, what did the Freddo have to do with Da Vinci's? Um, Pisces, or fish, is the kind of symbol for Jesus, as mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And they live in the sea, uh, as do frogs. <laughs> I, no, do, you, I, do you get saltwater frogs? Sorry? Do you get saltwater frogs? Yes, you do, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's my question. Caramel Freddo. You're the worst detective <laughs> ever. You just accepted it on faith. Well, I'm not accused. I've never accused him of doing a murder. I, but, like, <laughs> How, have you done a murder, Haran? No, I haven't done a murder. That's another podcast down the track. <laughs> <laughs> Useless. Wow, you didn't even. Well, at least you didn't play your theme tune that time. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Michael, you seem like you, you you have a few points you'd like to raise with Haran on that like display there. 
I like the drawings. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. It's not my drawings. It's actual evidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how factually accurate any of of, of that was. Is any? Well, are there are there any archaeologists in? I don't know if that's a good thing. Is that perhaps an insult to someone or a good thing? Well, archaeologists, if you look at Indiana Jones, that's a, that's a compliment, that's isn't a it? Ah. But that's not to do with... I mean, the main thing that annoyed me, and I think this gentleman and probably everyone, as he kept on butchering uh, Mary Magdalene's name. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that really, really... Uh, that I went to Cambridge University. It's called Magdalene College, Cambridge. Uh, that's yeah. no, it was, but it's, that's the college. That's not the person. Every uh, time he called her Mary Maudlin, it, it was just like it was, was like the opposite of ASMR. It just oh, I, I hated it so much. It really, really got me. She was, right. it was very, she was very sad. It was kind of nominative determinism. She's very Maudlin. Yeah, yeah. That's not how we spell that's her name not, either. Is that how you spell it? That's oh, not okay. how you spell. It's not um, spelled the um, same way. Um, um. Okay, look, <laughs> just don't. Try not try to pronounce her name correctly. Um, what what was the um, uh, what was the deal with the uh, Immanuel Kant's critique of pure reason? Uh, that uh, Immanuel Kant was a famously religious man. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that it? Huh? That's the link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well researched. Good. Yeah. Wait, it clearly took a yeah. lot of time. What yeah. you did there, and it didn't. It clearly was none of that was recycled material. <laughs> At all. Um, so uh, thank you very much thank for you. sharing that with us. Um, well, what do you think? Do you think there could have been more clues? Do you think Haran's cracked the Da Vinci Code right there? I, I think there's a lot more to the Da Vinci Code. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's probably that Jesus murdered someone. His, his wife, maybe? Maybe his wife. Okay. Maybe his girlfriend okay. at the time. And but she's not around anymore. She's not around anymore. She's she, dead. Objectively, yes, that's what murder means. Yes. Well, he did bring someone back to life, didn't he, Jesus? Oh, so what are you getting at here? So maybe he had the power to do that in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> like he he could re- reverse. Le- like maybe he was going around giving people leprosy in his in his spare time. What what would that achieve? And turning wine into water. <laughs> okay, but what? Why? Why would he do that? Bit of, bit of, Pants. Jesus. Jesus pants. Jesus bit. Well, I've got a question. If you murder someone, if Jesus were to have murdered Mary Magdalene and then brought her back to life, would he have still been sort of been able to be done for murder? Because she's not dead. She's alive. So if I, she I, I don't think there's legal precedent for that. If you, you mean there's no legal someone. precedent for resurrection? No. Well that's a shame. Okay, it's not going to help you with your wife. You can't resurrect her. She's she's gone. I don't know if she is, but like I, I heard it from a reliable source. Who was your source? Ancestry.com, <laughs> where I get all my source about who and who isn't dead. And that's fairly reliable, I guess. I can't I can't really argue with that. Well, well I did twenty three and Me, and it said she was still alive. Twenty three and Me said my wife was dead. Well, MySpace said that she was dead. We can all go who's got the best website. <laughs> I've got, I'm a founding partner of Facebook. So, sorry, I made that up. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That's your website. Your website is I'm a founding fa- partner of Facebook.com. Yeah, it's not going very well at the moment. <laughs> well, because I, I recycled, I, I 
I gathered everyone's data to use in my true crime podcasts <laughs> through uh, Cambridge uh, Analytica, and they. Uh, I mean, there was no, no information because no one puts that they've murdered people on Facebook. So it's not something that you can. <laughs> it's a shame. That's a shame. If Could you like, relevant. if you like uh, American pro football, you might like murdering your wife. It doesn't. It doesn't come into. <laughs> I, I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Uh, no. Really topical as well. Really yeah, topical. topical. Uh, <laughs> how many? What, 20 years too late right, for yeah. that joke? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, thank you very much, Steve. Um, there was, uh, I, I, I don't know how. And like, it's a very compelling case that you, you, you put together there for your alternative theory of the, uh, to the Da Vinci Code. But I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I, I guess I like... I guess I like my conspiracy theories like I like my messiahs with as few holes in them as possible. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm sorry, I'm not convinced. Um, I want to turn it to the rest of the group now. I mean, can, can we all, no one has worked out that Indiana Jones is a fictional person, right? <laughs> what? Or was your comment that Jesus was also fictional? No, it wasn't. I mean, he'd taken <laughs> quite a while. Clearly, he hadn't. Sorry, I thought it was working on a different level of yeah, satire. Yeah, no, absolutely. Perhaps yeah. revealing things, but no, just... My, my, Michael Hill's character of the just-kidding atheist. <laughs> so, oh, maybe he wasn't real. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, I wanted to ask everybody to sum up their thoughts on this book. What did we think of The Da Vinci Code? Was this a good book? Would you recommend it? Did we love it? Um... I say it was intriguing, mm -hmm. compelling, mm -hmm. well written, mm -hmm. um, fabulous, just fabulous. Oh, just the best. It, it's amazing. One of the best books I've ever read, actually. Um, okay. I I particularly loved the way he described uh, described things. Um, <laughs> I like the story. Um, how, do you know what I like most about it? Just how realistic it was. That's what I like the best. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, that's, that's what I like mainly. Although I did, I did a little bit of digging and I found out that actually Dan Brown never intended to write a book at all. Uh, he, used to, he, used, he used to work for Argos and the Da Vinci Code is an Argos catalogue that's got out of hand. <laughs> Descriptions of various items. Such a wider it's an Argos catalogue. Um, it's gone out of hand. Which features a murder in it somehow. <laughs> well, someone a very skilled editor clobbered it together. <laughs> turned I, into a bestseller. I, I'll be honest, if I, if, if I was browsing through an Argos catalogue and then it just had a murder mystery in the middle of it, <laughs> I, would, I would love that. That'd be the book of the, the year for me, personally. Buy that, buy that fridge. So how, how much would I have to pay for this murder? That'd be great. Is it affordable, just like the rest of Argos's? Great cat, like great items. Shop at Argos, everybody. That's a free plug for Argos. Not sponsored yeah, by. Unless it's a book, book, then shop at Waterstones. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so it's a big thumbs up from you, Steve. Yeah, massive thumbs up. Okay. I mean, yeah. that wasn't necessarily a positive. It was just a statement of fact. <laughs> okay. There's no All value right. judgment attached to it. Fine. You just suck the fun out of everything, don't you, Steve? Um, who, um, Clive, what do you think of the book? Yeah, I thought there was a good number of pages. Uh, the number of pages was just right. There were, I mean, do you remember how many pages there were? 523. Wrong. There were, there were obviously... Um, I remembered it. Yep. And when I read it, there were... Into the microphone, into the microphone. I'm just taking my time. It's the medium. Okay. Podcast. Oh, yeah. You don't have to say it straight away. 
There were 590 pages. I was close. I was close. Much better. And I like the colour. Very good. Once again, with the colour. Because I've read this. Mm-hmm. I liked... We've all read it. We've all read it. I've read it. I liked as well how white the guy was. The He was just so white, the murderer. He was just... Yum. He just... So you, is that a quality you look for in murderers, how white they are? I just think it's, it's just very special. <laughs> it's not, not many people are that white, you know? <laughs> you, would you, you'd be Do you great, think yeah. they're underrepresented? Albinos? Yeah. yeah, I've never seen an albino in a, in a t- on, a, on the f- movie poster. <laughs> Let alone the front of a book. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Diversity. Thank I want to see Albino Panther come out in cinemas soon. Yeah. It's a kind of it's that's exactly the kind of white pride I can get behind. Uh Yeah. <laughs> and you could you could have you could have albinos of all races as well. You don't even have Because the albinos is not a specific race. It's just a mm-hmm, sort of very mm-hmm. special condition. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's your review of the the book. <laughs> That you liked that's how my, white the murderer my, was. Well, that's mostly my opinion on most books. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Michael. What did you think of the uh, Da Vinci Code? I, I I liked the book. I also like that the book ends with the end, which is also nice. A does. lot of books these days don't do that, but he went classic, old school, and you can see it. Two words: the followed by end. <laughs> it's not an audio book. That's true. That's true. I wonder, perhaps is in the audio book, you know what? The end. You know what, Michael? I can think of no better proof that you've read the book than the fact that you knew that it ended the words "the end." Quite you knew exactly. I would say I wasn't ended. lying. Exactly, was I? It, was, it was. It was there. I mean, usually you have trouble just reading the titles of books. Um, and well, I think that's why I got in the uh, the mess up at the video store yesterday. But the less said about that. Okay. I mean, okay. if heaven is like that, I don't want to go. So uh, we've got, we've got like, uh, it looks like it's a, a positive review every, from everyone. Aaron, are you going to, um, what I do you think? I originally thought it was a good book, but apparently it's pronounced Mag- Magdalena? <laughs> Mag- Magdalena? What? Madeline, like the, the, the little Madeline, French yeah. cake. And for that, I thought it's a no from me. Magdalene. No. Mag- like the little French cake, yeah. Definitely, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Let's, 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 com- let's compromise. May Magazine. May J. Lane. Major Lane, okay, fine. You know what? Can we sort, can we settle this? What does everybody in the audience think? Is it okay? Give me a cheer if you think it's Maudlin. Yes. Maybe. Give me a cheer if you think it's Magdalene. <laughs> yeah, like like the little French little cake. You know, you just get them. The, the, yeah, yeah, they are the same, right? Mary, Mary Madeline. Don't confuse the issue, Michael. Sorry, Karen. You democracy yeah. has proven out again. I yeah. order you. Okay. To call her Mary Magdalene. Fine, fine. Okay, okay, but that doesn't that doesn't sort of kind of. Was she the woman who said let the meat cake? Uh, no, <laughs> Michael. Oh, sorry, him give his opinion in the book. I need to find out what he <laughs> thinks of the book. Um, yeah, it was alright, but I, I didn't like the tautology. Right, it's called it the Da Vinci. Like Da is like it's like the ghetto definite article, isn't it? It's like oh the the Vinci Code. That's um, true. That's very I mean, true. Where's he getting advice from? Like Butrus Butrus Garley's parents. God, I mean, yeah, I did not like this book. You didn't like it? No, f- oh. uh, mainly for the title. 
rest of it was just the title yeah. yeah the rest of it was quite good <laughs> yeah. but you couldn't get over the fact that it was the the Vinci Code yeah okay well, I've All also right. got another qualm with the title as well mm-hmm. and it's like Leonardo da Vinci means Leonardo from Vinci no it means Leonardo the Vinci as proven by um, Haran right but there. if you translate it to the original text in 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 Dutch <laughs> uh, it actually means Leonardo from Vinci. Are you sure it's not Leonardo District Attorney Vinci? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be director's assistant as well. It's true, it's true. Uh, but e- either way, it's it just doesn't work in both languages. So what you're saying is completely correct, and what I'm saying is much more correct. <laughs> but you're right. But I'm more right. Mm-hmm. Um, Haran, you know what? Your vote basically means that this book gets one negative review from you, mm-hmm. so it's not eligible for the uh, Faking Life Hall of Fame. Should we put it to the audience? Yeah. Do you think that this book belongs in the uh, Faking no. Life Hall of Fame? <laughs> is it too yes commercial? No? I mean, yeah. Is it too commercial? Is it too? Is it dropping? Terrible. Is it dropping too much truth upon you? Maybe that's why. Maybe you just don't like, you're not comfortable with the idea of our, our Lord and Saviour having kids. Yeah, he's all our Lords and Saviours. Yeah. Faking Lit coming in very strong with the Christianity <laughs> message. It's part of the funky guy life. Um, so wait, everybody who thinks that this book should be in the Hall of Fame, cheer now. <laughs> Is there any point really in putting it to the other vote? Um, anybody, everybody who thinks it shouldn't be, Cheer now. Sorry, Dan Brown. You don't get into the faking Let Hall of Fame. And I know he's really sad about it. Uh, he is. I'm sure he is. On the exactly, exactly. Um, so that's, I, it's a big thumbs down, I think. Well, not a big thumbs down. I think everybody it's else except for Haran liked the book. So uh, it's a medium recommend for the... Uh, <laughs> Of the Da Vinci Code from Faking Lit. Um, as we all know, the books aren't perfect. And this is the part of the show where I would usually ask people on the panel to give us their notes about um, how they've improved the book. But because this is a live show, I thought we'd do something different. And I'd give the audience an opportunity to give us their notes on how they, we could improve Everything, I guess, really. So um, I'm going to play the notes theme, which will give people uh, opportunity. If you want to come up and ask a question of us, and I'm expecting uh, a big response for this, um, like come up, come on up. We'll give you a microphone, and you can ask us a question. Uh, hold on a second. No, 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 no. Notes, everyone. Does anybody have a note that they'd like to ask? Michael is going to wander around in the audience and see if anybody has anything they have to say. If not, this is going to be a really awkward moment in the podcast. Are you just trying to get rid of me, Chin? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not, honestly. Walking. I'm we trying, I'm trying desperately to engage the audience. Yeah, oh, question. here we go. Okay. Hi, I have a question for... Uh, what's your name? Say your name. Sorry, my name's Sam. Uh, hi, Sam. How old are you? Uh, I'm 26 years old. Uh, what's your height? 5'10". Uh, your weight? He's asking us the questions. <laughs> We're not asking him the questions, Clive, okay? Uh. Yeah, but we need a base level of knowledge uh, about him before he gets to ask us. Do you need anything else? I'm wearing a check shirt. 
Converse trainers. Are you wearing glasses? I Clive, we're running glasses. short on time. Oh, we need to get through so this. We need to get I have, through this. I have a question for you, Clive. Why? <laughs> I just don't like the way you look at me. Um, no, I, I wanted to know uh, whether you feel you're any closer to finding your kids after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, didn't qu- this podcast hasn't quite gone as planned. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, I kind of hoped my kids would have turned up by now. <laughs> um, maybe next time. Uh, well, I'll, but I'll keep at it. Maybe maybe. We shouldn't have made it an 18 plus event. <laughs> Should have found ahead. Yeah, that, that's true. Man, would you want your kids to have seen Harren's presentation? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> would you like? Would you have liked your kids to have just seen Harren? <laughs> Was you don't know him. <laughs> but thank you for being kind to Harem because nobody else on this podcast is. Yeah, I think the main thing about the Da Vinci Code is is that it hasn't brought my kids back. So I'm very disappointed, but I liked it. Have Hang you thought of writing your own code? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd write the code to the toilet. Uh, yeah. If you've gone to the toilet, you will do. You might get the joke. That's a that's a good one for the people listening at home. It's uh. it's very bizarre because like, you need a code to get into the toilet, but the code is on the toilet, so it's like it's a schizophrenic toilet. Like, I don't trust you, but I trust you. Like yeah, isn't it's that it's how the Da Vinci, da Vinci code, code works as well? Isn't that yeah. literally how the book works? It's, it's like there. It's all in front of you and in front of your eyeballs. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. So, to answer your question, Sam, he's disappointed that he didn't get to see his kids tonight. Um, does anybody else have a note or a question for us? Hi. Hi there. What's your name? Uh, KB. Hi there, KB. Like 120 pounds. <laughs> Hundred, oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just uh, examining. Uh, uh, and your height? 5'4". Okay. Proceed. <laughs> um, how much time did you guys spend talking to each other before this podcast? Lots of time. About the subject? So much. Yeah. So much. And we yeah. read the book as yeah. well. No. Uh, we absolutely read the book as yeah. well. We, we did not read the book. <laughs> the only thing that we didn't discuss on tonight's podcast before we turned up tonight was whether Clive's wife was actually alive and the fact that Steve was going to do his podcast in the middle of my podcast. What's that got to do with the Da Vinci Code? Exactly. Man? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay. And then my second question is Clive. Oh, we get two questions? Okay, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. Have yeah, we'll yeah have I have it. the mic. Um, <laughs> why are you wearing that hat? Oh, I recently graduated <laughs> from... Wait, uh, just to be clear, audience members, uh, Clive is wearing a graduation cap with... What? Well, it's now been it's falling like down the entire show. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's got it's, it's champagne uh, corks yeah. strung from it. It's to keep the flies out of your eyes, love. <laughs> the flies that go in your eyes when you're graduating. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, when they give you the scroll. Oh. And it has all the codes in it. <laughs> yeah, P. Yeah, in Australia, it's kind of like. Uh, the Israel of uh, PE teachers. So <laughs> everyone at the age of 18 has to go and become a PE teacher. <laughs> and uh, we, 
you, Are you, you 18? Know, it's part of our culture. <laughs> Excuse me? Are you 18? No, I went back. <laughs> I, had, I had my kids over here. I went back to complete my training. All right, well, well done. And uh, it's worked out great. <laughs> Thank you very much for your question, KV. Um, does anybody else have any other questions? If not, I guess I will wrap things up. Uh, I guess. I guess, yeah. Like, you know, I'm a very laid-back host, as is obvious from this episode. It's funky guy uh, life. Funky guy for life. Funky guy for... Hashtag funky guy life. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining me today on the stage and in the audience. Um, if you want to buy a copy of The Da Vinci Code, it's available in this very bookshop. There's one. There's, <laughs> there's only one copy. There's only one copy. You will literally have to fight for your copy. Uh, but until next time, my name has been Shin. Let's say we will Whoa. sign. Wow. We will wow. sign Rude, the copy. Michael. We will Rude. sign the copy. Rude, Michael. Rude. We will. I know he's offering the sign, and he interrupted my my, my goodbye. But do you really? Yeah, want that's to si- so rude of him. He's <laughs> so rude. So rude. Um, and he's also encouraging the defacement of a book. Like, you, we're not going to deface that book. That's not fair to Dan Brown. He doesn't want my name in it. He doesn't want my. I, I'm. I've, I, I have it on good authority that Dan Brown listens to our podcast, <laughs> mainly because I messaged him before we did this episode, uh, emailed him, yeah, reached out to him on Twitter. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to listen to it. But um, I'm going to say goodbye now and end this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's probably best. Thank you so much for joining us Thank tonight. You. Keep supporting your local bookstores and library. My name's Chinsy. Bye-bye, I love you. Put the music on. Put the music back on. Thank you. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down.